Well, this is I Don't Heart Radio Live. You're all witnessing like a secret, uh, like behind the scenes thing. Oh, yeah. Because, well, every week I play a song for you that doesn't actually go in the podcast. Yeah, people have said it would be better if it did. But but then (laughs) I would have to like clear rights. I I would have to become a lawyer. Uh, I am not. We can't. That is too much work. Start the GoFundMe to send you to law school. That, okay, starts today. All right, we'll get it. Send me to law school, and then I can put the music in the podcast. Lincoln bio. Lincoln bio. The GoFundMe for Scott's Law practice. Anyway, I'm Summer Krinsky. Yeah, I'm Scott Murphy. This is I Don't Heart Radio. Live. Yeah, this is a podcast where we find music that is outside the algorithm and not getting the attention that it deserves. So... What, we're, well, we're in Boise. We're in uh, Boise. This is the first time we've ever I mean, done a live recording. So, so we're going to do fun. this exactly how we do it. We're going to do like 10 minutes of absolute bullshit. And okay. then we're going to get into it. And then we enter it. the, yeah. the, 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 the true... I'm not changing. Okay. <laughs> this this well, works in we, a very specific way. Uh, I think we could talk about oh, we're what gonna we've talk experienced. About what we've just been doing. So we did, we pre-recorded some episodes where we predicted the future. And that future has not come to wrong. fruition. The elephants did not take over, um, though the tour has been good. We're playing a band called Summer Like the Season, and uh, we've been on tour for about two weeks now. And we had some amazing experiences. We played South by Southwest. It was chaotic, as everyone describes. And we had a ghostly experience. Oh, upon and you've leaving. been you've been practicing the ghost story. Yeah. Uh, at every show. This so is a I think true you've story. Got this one. People keep saying after the show they're they're asking if it really happened, and it did. We were we left Austin, and we were going to try to camp outside of Dallas because we traffic. we want traffic. Yeah. So we found the campground. And uh, we pull up, and a, a dog starts running up to us. It's a stray dog. It has no White. collar. And Ghost it's dark. Light. It is, <laughs> but it's definitely there, and it's barking, and it runs towards our car, and it's super late at night, and we've been driving and playing shows, and we just want to go to sleep. So we're like, we can probably handle this one stray dog. We park the car. We turn off the car, and suddenly we hear many. Many, many dogs bark, 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 bark. growling, barking, surrounding the car. An unknown number, but like many. It's a lot of dogs. It sounds like many dogs that are very upset at our presence and are hungry. <laughs> and we turn off, or we turn back on the car to try to shine the headlights to see how many dogs are surrounding us and what we're To assess what we're, the situation. Yeah. Because we're like one stray dog, definitely fine. I think uh, the limit was like 10. You know? Was that we didn't discuss, we didn't discuss the discuss. limit? We were just trying to assess how many were present. Shine a flashlight around, turn the car back on, and there was nothing there. Nothing. Ghost dog. We saw one for sure when we turned. Nothing. So, so we, we left. We left. It was terrifying. <laughs> we left. We found another place. Stuck in the mud. We camped in another place in this cursed town outside of Dallas, Texas. And immediately uh, upon we 
we actually heard distant dog barks as we pulled up and we were like, oh no, are they following us? It was miles away. Um, we turned off the car, went to sleep, camped. Um, in the morning, we just got stuck in the mud, had to find a nice man in a truck. Truck man. <laughs> truck man pulled us out and then he asked us for a joint. <laughs> he wanted some weed. And we're not that cool. Well, also, I didn't, because we're driving through all these states, I didn't know if it was legal. I was like, is this a trap? Is this man in a truck going to arrest us? A very elaborate sting operation. Yeah, he's going to pull us out of the mud just to be like, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm scared because each state, different. It's we're in different currently very illegal Yes, in Idaho, so we would never dare never. carry such a thing. Let's see. So from South by, we drove through America. Yes. Um, we did a Omaha, lot of Midwest. Lawrence, Wichita. You're skipping over one more story, um, perhaps well, we because did. it scarred you. Um, in Lawrence, we, well, one, we played during St. Patrick's Day. And we're, we're like an art rock, art pop um, band. And we were playing with a, a lovely lineup of other people. But the general... Uh, it was the vibe of the space was a, a lot of very, very drunk people looking for like fiddle just, music. Yeah. They're, they're <laughs> looking for fights. Fighting and, and fights. fiddling. Yeah. Th someone tried to fight me. Someone tried to fight Scott. There was a man who I watched um, like, <laughs> you know how a cat coughs up a fur ball? He was kind of just doing that very just, he was a just, furball man. He was, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. It was it was a bit chaotic, and in the chaos, we left a violin and pedal board. Yeah, drove in, three. It was only three hours we drove to Wichita. Three hours away. Had to drive back to Lawrence it. and then drive all day to Denver. We've driven very far. It's a lot of driving. But it's been a, a very fun adventure, and um, we had a very exciting thing happen for the band, Summer Like the Season. We had our first single for the upcoming album came out uh, yesterday. Yes, yesterday. I'm, like, it's called swimming Mental. in time. Yes, and um, we're really excited about that because it... Well, that song was one of the first songs that was created that's going to be on the upcoming album. It was made um, in the beginning of the pandemic, which I think the energy of the song kind right. of translates. Um, but it's... But now, here we are. So it's, the like other a, it's like a time capsule. It is. <laughs> um, there's also a pretty sweet music video that is to fall. It's forthcoming. Forthcoming, yes. So... Do you want to talk about this band now? Yes. Now we go, you know, it's just like the regular, this is this is just an intimate portrait of the regular podcast. I will say, because we are in front of a live audience, that the, the band that we are both in uh, outside of the podcast is playing two more shows here at Treefort. So if you are... Uh, you if you're lured in. in front of us, um, we are going to be playing at 8.20 at the Funky Taco. That's tonight. Yes. And, and then, then tomorrow we play at 4-ish. Four, 4? Four. At Old School. I think it's 3.50. Is it? I don't know. <laughs> 4.10? Good prep. Yeah. Ah, we stayed out so very much. late. We have a tree fort tradition, which started last year, the first time we did tree fort, of um, staying up really late and getting IHOP when the festival closes. We just 
it's fun. Yeah. It's like wholesome. <laughs> yeah. This this time around, I was hoping to f- have the same IHOP. We went every night to IHOP at like three to seven in the morning last tree fort. <laughs> we only got one in so far. Only like, one so far. We missed IHOP last might night. might be an IHOP night. I do feel like it might be. All right, who do Let's, we listen to? Okay, what, so this what is, is the band? Look, well, now we're transitioning into the meat. So the podcast, I Don't Heart Radio, is is about finding music that you wouldn't otherwise stumble upon um, because it's not getting the promotion it, it deserves. There's no, like, we just go through every single week of releases and just um, listen to everything that came out. You know, no algorithm, no, uh, like, uh, mid-journey AI generator uh, playlist curation. No I direction. Listen, I just listen Aimless. to all of it. Yeah. So it's cool. We find all sorts of cool stuff. So what did you? So you played a song at the beginning of this. Who yes. is it? Non-band. It's called non-band. Non-band. <laughs> N-O-N. Band. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So this is a. Uh, it sounded is, like a band. Right. Well, Not it to is a band. Call well, it out. It's fronted by someone named Non. Okay. <laughs> Cool. But, so Good it's, name. It's, it's a fun, yeah, it's a fun thing. Uh, so a lot of the stuff that I find um, is, you know, new releases. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a reissue of an early 80s recording. So it's a little bit outside of the norm, you know, the yeah. normal thing that I'm finding. Okay. Um, Non-Band was formed by the um, bassist Non, and she started playing in punk bands in Japan uh, in 1978. Uh, the first project that she did that got a little bit of attention was Maria O23. And then from there, she formed Non-Band, uh, which started putting out stuff in 1980 and uh, EP in 1981. And that is like the entire like output of uh-huh. Non-Band. And it's a really exciting time in music because they they kind of formed um, like right after the the Japanese punk movement and they were at the forefront of the um, the Japan wing of no wave no wave non-band yeah no I wave feel like I'm non-band. just getting lied to I'm right getting tricked. <laughs> uh, did we even listen to anything Oh, no, we did. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, so, like, there's the New York no-wave scene that's yeah. happening at about the same time, which has, like, more documentation to it because Brian Eno watched a concert and went, you should really document this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the Japanese non-wave scene is more... Uh, it's fully in the purview of Telegraph Records, which is just a person who... Was like I will I will be the documentarian, uh-huh. and uh, that sometimes is, it takes one. It it is just one in this case. Cool, the the sound of this band. I mean, just like just hearing it because part of the, this format is that Scott listens, Scott researches. I hear it totally without any knowing anything going in, um, and so like the the impression I got right away, it felt like um, after a house show when everyone files out and it's just like the 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 core people that put it together and they get uh it's like late at night and then they they play a song yeah for just like the friends that stayed around that was that was what i felt from it 
a yeah. late night house show uh, gone into the early morning sunrise. I mean, I think that it has a lot of, um, like the roots of it are heard a lot in like the the timing and the structure and the off-kilterness of it, I think that it is really connected to a lot of the more like angular punk. Yeah, it things. feels like a precursor because there is a lot of like planned out, um, like you said, angular stop start, um, but like very uh, punctuated moments. Yeah. That kind of maybe lead into the sound of a lot of modern... Um, yeah, you got to put you. You got to time travel a little bit. This right. is 1981. Right. Yeah. So this is kind of just like the lead-in that will become. I don't know what what bands do you think would have been influenced? Uh, like uh, Deerhoof. Yeah. Uh, totally. Yeah, I hear that. Sp- speedy. Uh-huh. Like like anything that has that, uh, and and it and it has that almost like that backbeat kind of uh, like almost like the the interplay between the bass and the vocal has a kind of hip hop feel even like the the total like uh, the energy of how it yeah how it translates which i think that with modern production it, that would be accentuated and like built up Right, because this is a. So, how did this get re-released? How did it get, find you? Yeah, so it's uh, Telegraph just went through and re-released the the album and then the outtake singles uh-huh. uh, just over the last few years. So these, you know, they're new releases in that they, um, you know, they digitally archived them and then put them back out. Uh, and it's worth noting that at the time, so in 1981. Um, when this album comes out, um, basically Telegraph saw anything that sold a thousand copies as a massive success. Right. Which, uh, I, which is also it's sort of have rasp- wrapped around to now. Now, exactly. There was a medium time where that was, yeah, uh, yeah. So like the old, the old indie way of doing things is the new indie way of doing things. It's very, it's very fun. Yeah. Um, which I, I mean, it's also when you cut out like five thousand middle bureaucracy people, like you only need to sell a thousand records. Uh huh. So, kind of fun. Uh, so that was their barometer of success, like a thousand records, huge. Uh, the first record sold two thousand right out the gate. Oh wow! So this was this was like a this really was like quite a successful thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and. It was, they kept, they built the band up more and more, um, added to guitarists, a uh, permanent violin player. The track that I played didn't have the um, violin in Yeah, I was going to say I didn't hear that. Uh, in the, I, I think that everyone should listen to the entire discography. It's, it's cool. very interesting. Um, again, like the violin could only be described as angular uh, playing, which, like, as a violinist, I always find very. Um, like interesting because it's when you can like break out of like traditional rhythm structure on the instrument, it's at its best. So, uh, they they added a bunch of members to non-band, and then ultimately the guitarists flaked out of the project, and uh, they were those guitarists. Yeah, they were unable to find players that could. They couldn't find a guitarist to do it. Not it's it's just described as they could not find the. Usually, same you can't find a drummer. Right. 
as a drummer. They, I became uh, a drummer because I couldn't find a drummer. <laughs> but these, okay, but guitar. Yeah, guitar. Rare, 1980s, different problem. They, uh, they just couldn't, uh, the, like it's just described that they couldn't find like the same spirit. And then ultimately the project, uh, you know, fizzled out yeah. as a result. Uh, non then uh, went on to have like a family life like throughout the 90s and then ultimately reformed non band in the 2000s and there are some live recordings that come from that oh, sweet. those are also very interesting and this is all telegraph all telegraph released. so yeah. do, do you know more it sounds like telegraph is a telegraph is one person <laughs> Just uh, collecting, you know, they're, they're a photographer, they're a label manager. There's not a lot on them. It's just their works of, uh, so it's like less of an Eno. Uh -huh. Like, it's hard to find their name. They just loved going to shows and they loved putting out these records. That's kind of magical. One yeah. person can really do a lot. I mean, I think we talked about that a little bit on um, a, a previous episode about... Uh, one person who was like I think a, that it's an episode that is actually coming out. Oh, sorry. Later. Time travel. Time okay. travel. On a future episode, we will talk about this. A person <laughs> doing a lot. Uh, we tried to, we like, uh, tried to record enough episodes so that like, we could re keep uh, releasing weekly while we're on tour, but we're on like a six week tour. So I'm sort of a, uh, there were lots, we talked so much. <laughs> okay. So do you want to, do you have a, the B section that we will enter? Or yeah, do you I mean, I just wanted to talk about no wave in general and okay. the idea, like the free, I, I think that we're at a, just listening to the last year of releases, I think that we're on a tipping point of, um, I guess I'll start with like, how familiar are you with no wave, like early 80s? I'm I'm not so familiar. You know okay. me in the '80s. You know right. my stance right. on the '80s. Well, it's the decade <laughs> I would like to not travel to. Right, right. And I don't like you just neon. Listen to things that are like rips of these bands. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so <laughs> the '80s is a very controversial topic in the car. Yeah, it's a controversial my car take. topic. Right. We don't. They don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> well, you play something, and I go like, "That's new or order," and you're like, "No, it's." Flabberbutt. I don't listen to the 80s. Yeah. I listen to the modern retake on the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, No Wave, it's so through listening to all of these releases for the last 52 episodes of the podcast, I feel like we're in a similar breaking point where in the late 70s, everything got very segmented into like clicks and like, well, this is a punk record, so we use these three chords. Like this genres got so defined yes. that it became, yeah. Genres became very defined and then um, there was no like communication between them. So there wasn't like an exchange of ideas. Mm -hmm. It just felt like this is going to go into this box and sure. this will go into this box. Yeah, I mean, I kind of feel like that has only gotten accentuated by um, like AI the and playlisting. Yeah, the because uh, it is encouraged to be within a certain zone to check off the boxes to get. Right, because yeah. then you'll be reinforced over and over. And then ultimately, this creates kind of a 
like a narrowing effect of what can be made. Yeah, and it's a bummer in my personal opinion because I think that new stuff usually, I mean, we only have so many. It's like the fundamental elements of creation. We only have, yeah, so many things. New stuff happens by combining. Yeah, yeah, you got to smash them together. Yeah. Uh, Which, but I I guess that, so I know that you feel bummed out by this, but I think that there is like an optimism in like going through history and seeing that there was a, like even without a a computer that you can make think, uh, like it was still happening. It was just done. There was a previous time where it was narrowing. Yeah. uh, A mechanism of narrowing. And I think that at any time we can start to Unnarrow our our like perspective. Sure, yeah. You know, and I think that it's always just kind of like you know doing that and collapsing. So, uh, no wave in the early '80s is a really important moment in breaking out of this like narrowing field of vision. Yeah. Um. So it's noted, uh, and it you know it's very interesting that there is a Tokyo no wave scene and a New York no wave scene happening at about the same time. Are they kind of doing an exchange of ideas like Detroit They're Berlin? Not. Oh. No, there's no, there's no like connection? outside of there's not like a a key personnel traveling between the two. It's more of a a global feeling uh that uh, you know we are entering into the narrow verse. Uh-huh. Or wait, we are or we were and they're trying to do something different. Right. Okay. Like, I mean, they, <laughs> they in 1980, right. Our time traveling, yes, 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 have yes. made this realization. Okay. So, I follow. Uh, and <laughs> there's no, uh, there's no like king of no wave. Uh, uh-huh. There's no, uh, like, it's just people feeling bummed out by the sameness of it all. Okay. Because even, uh, it's mostly people that, like grew up in the um, beginning of punk. Yeah, like, yeah. Like Non was in punk bands, and that's where she found her her voice and her first bits of musical Oh, you expression. can definitely hear the influence, yeah. But the thing is, is that, and uh, it's the same thing with the New York No Wave scene. It's a lot of people that played in punk bands because at the time, punk was seen as like a way to get outside of traditional song structure or like traditional band structure. But then, but then over within, time, it within starts four to be... years, it was just like, oh, you're, you're not real punk or like it's not a <laughs> punk record unless it goes like exactly like this, which is not punk, <laughs> you know? Right. I mean, I think that it's like anything that if, if, if you start narrowing the what can actually create the sound... Um, it it becomes it starts to sound like people covering themselves. Yeah, it's four ta- yeah. guys, two guitars, leather jackets, anything <laughs> other than that, and it's not punk. And that's uh, it's just that's where all of these like no wave people kind of came out of. They started by trying to like exist outside of the system, and then they accidentally made a system, which is like human like history. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, in the early 80s, uh, it's mostly uh, there's like a concert in New York, uh, at which also there was a one concert in Tokyo right around the same time. It's kind of like when people like invent the same thing and they're not 
but they're not tied. I, that's kind of magical in that I don't think that happens as much because everyone's putting out there on the internet what they're doing. It's yeah. like it becomes influenced by each other, you know? Yes. But, yeah. But now it's... Uh, at, 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 we're, at the time, yeah. it was only magic. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we, we only had magic then uh, uh, before the electricity. So... <laughs> Uh, it's it's just it's worth noting that they both just basically like it was a group of people they went like okay we don't want to play in punk bands we don't want to play in rock bands we don't want to do disco we don't want to want to do metal we want to make like adventurous dangerous music uh -huh. and let's just make some bands for a concert and we're just gonna make as many bands. They made as we the bands to, to do the do show. One show. Oh, that's cool. And that's uh, it's the exact same. That's thought how my college the, band started. Yeah, it was to do one one show. show. Yeah, let's just do a show. And then the show went well. We did more oh, shows. Those shows are good. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the the New York concert is documented better because Brian Eno happened to be there uh, because it's New York and like you know whatever in the early eighties. So uh, <laughs> Brian Glenn, Eno is everywhere. Yeah, he's everywhere. Uh, Glenn Branca is the uh, facilitator uh, of the concert. He goes on to make like lots of like big, like large guitar choirs. Ultimately, teaches Lee Ronaldo of Sonic Youth how to play guitar. That makes Sonic Youth happen. Five years later, uh, chain reaction. Yeah. So this uh, this no wave concert gets put on. And um, all like everyone there realizes that something special is happening. Eno says, "Let's make this a thing," and then they make a, a record uh, of with, all the bands. Of all the Bro bands. wait, the live concert? No, they record they, all the. Okay, they yeah. just like okay, we're gonna you know we're gonna just produce a record mm -hmm. uh, and we're gonna make all of these songs happen. And that that record's called No New York, and it's really good it's a really important record no new york yeah um lydia lunch has oh. an absolute banger on it cool. it's, that's my favorite track on the record uh and that's uh, i think emblematic of the entire like no wave ethos uh -huh. so it's a it's a rejection of new wave because <laughs> Uh, which is, I mean, it's worth noting because it's like... It was I, so I mean, actually, it's like uh, sort of a similar name to I Don't Heart Radio, this podcast. Right. It's just, let's say exactly what we're not doing. doing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because it went like everyone was in a punk band and then the accepted graduation of like, oh, okay, well, you were a child doing punk. Now you're a grown up doing new wave. You know, uh, and we're going to get you a haircut and a new wardrobe and you're going to still be playing fun, fast music, but it's a little bit dressed up and wacky, you know, and that's those are all the new wave bands. Mm -hmm. And uh, we we had a collection of former punks that went, I am absolutely not getting that haircut <laughs> and I would like to uh, uh, the music's not getting a haircut. I'm not getting a haircut. Let's do something dangerous. Mm -hmm. like dangerous and adult, which I think is exactly where we are right now. Oh, I think it's the current, same in the current tipping point of I, like what's happening in music. Yeah, because I think that it's a lot of I, I feel like it's the same core energy of 
you were in a indie rock band. You were in a, I guess, like pop punk band. You, we've wrapped around on that too. And now we're going to grow up into something safe. Mac DeMarco. Right. <laughs> right, right, right. Or is that the grown up or is that the. I don't. Well, I guess that like he was the child, but now he's the grown up. Right. That's the. Uh, yeah, the I don't know. You've been predicting the end of Mac DeMarco for a few years, and it's. it's <laughs> <laughs> Have I, you I, been to California? Hold, there's still hold out. The West Coast is not right, not right, right. hearing your your I, cries. I, I think that every time I go to California, there's a one little less fewer Mac DeMarco boy, <laughs> like one fewer <laughs> each time. It's like nuclear disarmament. Uh-huh. You know, like each one counts. Sure. So. <laughs> Um, but I think that I, I think that there's a push to make people grow up into something safe, make them grow up into something that is more clean cut, more defined, more like adult contemporary. Uh, Easy listening. Yeah. And even in and it's kind of like a, a reassuring thing of like, OK, well, you're. Um, you're 35 and don't worry, you still rock, you know? And that's what, that's what like the, the indie rock playlists feel like when I just put them on. I'm like, I, I feel like I'm being told that I'm cool, but, but it, <laughs> this is just not cool. There's no danger here. Mm-hmm. And the rejection from the new wave to no wave mentality was an embrace of danger. Totally, yeah. And that's, uh, I think that that is what is important. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I, I do see that turning of, uh, I mean, just traveling across the country playing with bands these last few weeks. I feel like there has been, um, in the songs that we're hearing, in the people that we're playing with, a little bit more of a rejection of the um, doing yeah. the same uh, style over and over again. Well, even... Um, even a couple of nights ago, I mean, the the Namdi show, which like when we were talking to um, CJ about it, like uh, the fact that Namdi's able to like sw- like fully embrace like a genre while also um, like crafting like a dangerous narrative. This this is in this in the same way that you're calling for the end of the Mac DeMarco movement. This has also been a um huge <laughs> Nam D Stan podcast. Oh, I mean you saw the show. You're you wearing understand. his I, yes, label I mean, like, shirt. I'm a huge stan, <laughs> but I, I think that you understand. Yeah, no, why I agree. Now. I agree. Yeah. yeah, no, I mean it's like the ability to I mean cross genre but make it one of your own it it has a sound that is just sounds like the sounds like him um it has a really unique voice i mean that's it's just there's a reason that isn't the common thing is it's 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 just harder to do right it's harder to well it's dangerous yeah sure i I think i I would say that it's harder to sell that's for sure it's harder (laughs) to sell it's harder to do it's harder to pull off and it takes more time, and that time and investment is danger. I think that there's just an aversion to danger. Like, we're just living in, like, oh, get your ring doorbell time. Yeah. You know, and, 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 and it's the, and we're always in the, it, there's always this weird, ironic juxtaposition in that, you know, it's the uh, statistically safest time to be a human being. 
like as far as crime, but it's also the the largest opportunity to just be paranoid and get on your like neighborhood uh, like uh, like I saw a cat down the street and I don't like that. The one. cat looked to me yeah. kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just reporting what I'm seeing. With I just this cat. I'm just reporting the facts, and that cat, <laughs> creepy. Yeah, I mean, we did open this podcast with a story about ghost dogs. Well, th- those were ghost dogs. But we did. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's different. different. Yeah. That's different. <laughs> that's a, that that. But I would say that that's an outlier. We have instead of getting on a neighborhood app um, to tell the ghost dog story to the people that actually maybe need to be warned about the ghost dogs, we instead have traveled the country telling people in other states. But the thing is, is I will say that there isn't a ghost dog uh, like crime epidemic. It is a that is a a singular that is a singular event. Yeah, and there's not the world isn't full of ghost dogs. Mm -hmm. So we don't have to fear the ghost dog. Uh I'm not going to bed every night going like, oh no, are there ghost dogs? No, there was just the one time there was ghost dogs. Right, fine. What is the likelihood there would be more? Incredibly low. Right. They yeah, were yeah. ghosts. Uh-huh. <laughs> All to say. All to say, music <laughs> should be dangerous. <laughs> or maybe is dangerous at its best. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, um, I really liked what you played. It was um it was interesting hearing it over this conference room sound system. <laughs> right, right. Uh, a totally different experience than we usually play it in the studio. Right. Um, but it was kind of cool because beforehand, um, there was the, the Tree Fort playlist was playing. And I know some of the songs that were playing. I was trying to kind of oh, think about like, okay, what's your, the EQ yeah, of this yeah. usually? And now I can kind of like try to like mentally apply this to the song you show me. I will say this is probably the first time that non-band was ever played in a hotel conference room. Yeah, I think that this was that that this was it. That is breaking new uh, boundaries. <laughs> Dangerous. <laughs> so, I mean, this is I don't heart radio. Uh, we also play in a band called Summer Like the Season. We are playing two more times at Tree Fort. Um, I'm just saying it again because we are recording this live at Tree Fort. How exciting! We're playing tonight at 8:20 at the Funky Taco. We play tomorrow at four ish. <laughs> I can't remember school. at old school. Um, come check it out. Cool. <laughs>